0: Hello, and welcome to Brief Bits of History. I am your host, Denise Versino, and today what I want to talk about is the war over Los Angeles. This took place in February of 1942. There's many things about World War II that are not discussed at all anymore, and this is one of them. They say that the heavens were clear the evening of February 24, 1942, but Los Angeles, California, was on high alert. The Japanese enemy was lurking in the waters offshore somewhere. Now let's back up, because at this point during World War II, the Japanese forces had swept through Asia, Burma, into parts of Borneo, and the Philippine Islands were swiftly falling. Japan appeared to have the upper hand with little resistance. In fact, eight Japanese submarines had spent much of December of 1941 scouring the waters along the west coast of the United States, destroying ships and killing six men. The night before the attack on Los Angeles, on February 23rd, as President Roosevelt gave one of his many fireside chats to America, the Imperial Japanese Navy submarine, the I-17, surfaced to shell the Elwood oil field. Now, this was just 100 miles to the north of Los Angeles. More nerve-wracking, an eyewitness of the attack at Elwood claimed the submarine, the I-17, and its firepower headed south, more than likely to the larger target, the City of Angels. For the first time, the U.S. mainland had been shelled, and again, American confidence had been pierced. After the president's talk, loyal Japanese Americans claimed there would be retaliation for this fireside chat the next night. Convinced of another assault, U.S. Naval Intelligence issued a warning alleging such a strike might occur within a 10-hour span. The U.S. Army took all precautions preparing its forces along the coast at the surrounding battle stations, such as Fort MacArthur. More importantly, the newspapers were allowed to report the pending situation, and a state of readiness was imposed across the city. Can you imagine reading in the newspaper that there might be an attack? The citizens along the California coast bravely prepared for the possibility of another shelling from the land of the rising sun. It was approximately 7.20 p.m. when the first air raid alarm screeched through the night of February 24th, heightening tensions, with a full blackout being ordered. This meant all cars, all buildings, all homes, all lights out, blackout shades in place. No light could be emitted so that the enemy could find you. After two heart-throbbing hours, the alert was lifted. The residents of L.A. drifted to sleep. Aware that the massive searchlights for locating enemy aircraft and the surrounding batteries armed with large anti aircraft guns for coastal defense were manned and ready. Yet sleep was not to be attained. At approximately 2 15 a.m. on 20, the 25th of February, all batteries were put on green alert. When radar picked up an Unidentified object just 120 miles west of Los Angeles. A new blackout was ordered, and in the ensuing darkness, information stations were flooded with phone calls from panic stricken voices insisting enemy planes had been spotted. Minutes before 3 a.m., a colonel with the Coast Artillery reported about 25 planes at about 12,000 feet. Then just after the hour of three, a red flare carried on a balloon drifting over Santa Monica set four batteries of anti-aircraft artilleries ablaze. Battery stations across the city pointed their guns toward the heavens, firing at their own anti-aircraft shells exploding above, which to some took on the shape of airplanes. This is a direct quote. The air over Los Angeles erupted like a volcano. So, as the air raid sirens continued to shatter the darkness, some residents hid. Others climbed on roofs or poured into the streets to watch the sky above rubbed with the ack ack of the powerful guns caught in the illumination of the massive spotlights weaving through the black heavens. The air raid wardens, hurriedly went about their duties. Police kicked in doors and windows to extinguish lights. Cars careening through the dark pandemonium took their toll. Over the next three hours, the wild reports streamed in. Swarms of planes, one, no hundreds, flying low, fast, slow, were witnessed. The ever-changing frenzied accounts finally dwindling with the dawn. 1,440 rounds of anti aircraft ammunition were shot at an enemy who never arrived. The fallout of the shell fragments across the city inflicted damage to homes, cars, and various businesses. The real tragedy came with a report of five deaths three by auto accidents on the darkened streets, two of heart attacks. While in the morning light, the shell casings proved to be a great treasure for those who roamed the streets collecting them. The Battle of Los Angeles, as it's called, or it's called the Great Los Angeles Air Raid, created national concern for preparedness. When the Secretary of the Navy, Frank Knox, made the public statement that the air raid was a false alarm, Congress was outraged. No enemy planes were ever found. After a lengthy investigation and wild rumors of UFOs and other assertions, it would be eventually reported that weather balloons set the jitters into motion. When rumors spread and fear grows, reason is easily brushed aside. However, for the people of Los Angeles, Knowing their coast had been attacked the night before, with the air raid sirens blaring around them, massive guns firing from various directions, searchlights punching the sky with intensity, the situation was very real. In fact, other Nippon subs like the I seventeen, which, by the way, is capable of launching an airplane for scouting or for dropping fire bombs or such a things, and it was would go on to be further developed throughout the war. These submarines would indeed return to do more damage along the West Coast. So you see, the facts prove the Japanese enemy was lurking in the waters offshore. And that's the way it was. So thank you for listening. Again, my name is Denise Forsino, and you have been listening to Brief Bits of History. If you are interested in seeing more of my work, please go to my webpage, Denise Frisino. I have other blogs there as well. And tune in again. I'll be back. Thank you.